Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. And we're back. We're busy, 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 busy back. I think I should like really get into rap. I heard that I've got quite the flow. And oh, yeah? I, yeah. You did the, you used to do spoken word. <laughs> I know. Was that even, does that even count? I was like 19. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I took myself so seriously. If you just could read my poems <laughs> from when I was 19. Oh my God. I just clearly, I carried the whole of the entire universe on my shoulders. I was a very serious young woman. We need to exchange our embarrassing poetry. poetry. <laughs> you wrote poetry too? Oh, yeah. I mean, I never performed mine, but I, I wrote it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, I would love. We should do like a segment where we read pieces of our poetry for the audience. <laughs> I don't think they want to hear that. Nah. I know. <laughs> you could hear my, my post-teenage angst. <laughs> well, are you creeped out? Because we're, we are recording on not only a Friday, which is weird for us, but also it's Friday the 13th. Ooh. No, only because the reason is so awesome. Like I was talking to my BFF yesterday and she was like, oh God, you and this attitude. I guess I must've been, you ever see the Snickers commercial when they're like, you're acting like diva, you need a Snickers. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah. So I guess I was giving that energy and she was like, what's wrong with you? I was like, I don't know. You ever feel like it's like nothing's wrong. Like, you know, everything's good business wise, relationship wise. I just was feeling like funky. And she was like, cause you don't ever do anything to like replenish yourself, Tiffany. You are always like, go, 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 go. But you never like fill back up. And I'm like, well, I don't like the spa doesn't do it for me. Nails, hair, that doesn't do it for me. Really only travel. She's like, well, book a damn trip. <laughs> So while I was on the phone with her, I was on Groupon and I was like, wait a minute. And I found a trip to Mexico, five nights, all-inclusive resort, food, snacks, drinks, fees, flight, even transportation to and from the airport, all of it with the Honey app that you put me on and Ebates. Um, I bought it for $5.50. Oh, damn. That's awesome. I know, right? So I was like, woohoo. So now I'm feeling like myself again. You know, my coworker is in Mexico. He got his t- he got his trip also kind of in a cool way. He um they we did like a a big event in Omaha, Nebraska. We covered Warren Buffett's annual shareholder meeting. But anyway, so half of our team was in Omaha. They all took the same flight and the flight had engine failure and they had an emergency landing somewhere in like Oklahoma or something. Okay. Um and it was like really terrifying and he is our social media guy so of course he was snapchatting, he was tweeting, he was facebooking the company. I think it was um United. Okay. And at the end of it, they like reached out to him because, you know, uh news reports had like, you know, um included his snaps and his tweets. They gave him guess how many miles as a courtesy. How many? 500,000. Are you Kidding me? I almost cursed. No. <laughs> no. I almost cursed. He, and I was like, Amaya, I'm just shouting out his name. Um, I love Amaya. But anyway, he's, I'm like, so are you going to like share the wealth? You weren't the only one on the flight. Uh, no. Meanwhile, everyone else tried to, I wasn't on the flight, but other people on the flight, you know, tried to call the company and get the same deal. And they were, you know, told no, basically. Did they, did they get any, any flight, any points? I, I don't know exactly. Definitely not anywhere near to half no, a million. Like literally, like, so you just, you just never going to pay for flights again. Like, well, he's in Mexico. I don't know how many that he, he like booked the trip last week. So I don't know how many, point, how many miles that cost him. But uh, well, in I know. So I've, according to like my studies, I think about 400, four, uh, 40,000 miles is about 400 hours. Hmm. So, you know, $400 is basically like round trip to like California from New York to California. Yeah, no, it's a little less than that sometimes. So 
basically he's got a lot of flying to do. That's freaking he's amazing. Good nine or ten trips. Well, good for him. And any you know way way to make lemonade out of lemons. Yes, I'm not gonna lie though. Social media is my go to. It's the point now where Superman. At first, he used to think it was silly. Like if something happened, I'd be like, let me tweet the company. And he'd be like, whatever. And the next thing you know, we'd be getting a package or I'd be like, babe, so check your check your account. They refunded you your money. Now, whenever something goes wrong, he's like, I need you to get on Twitter. <laughs> People, they really do watch. I mean, Twitter is a new customer service. Like if you're, call, if you're calling them, just stop. Just tweet at them. Yes, it's so much easier and faster. And I don't believe in being nasty, but I believe in um, being like, so I will tell like a story. I'm like, hi, company answer so today i like to have like a story kind of going through they're like oh damn this is like 20 tweets deep she's serious screenshots and like i didn't like the way jonathan spoke to me and so i put it all out there without fail they usually buy like five tweets in they usually like well like can you dm us i'm like sure can (laughs) (laughs) yeah i love twitter for that anyway (laughs) well are you going with um anybody are you going by yourself yes i'm super proud of myself because because I'm paying for my COO, Sierra, woo woo. She was originally my intern, then my admin, and she was so amazing. She became my first real employee for the Budgetista. So we've been working so hard, and she's been putting in so much amazing work. And she's literally helped to, like, not even quadruple, probably times six. Like, our, my company has grown six times as, as a result of her being here. So I'm paying for this vacation for both of us. Septuple... Yeah, I don't even know. I don't even want to do the math. <laughs> I'm like, she's just like really great. So I was just like, I literally called her. I'm like, you want to, it was like mm, eight o'clock. So are you hiring? I know, right? She was like, uh, I, she woke up. She's like, hello. I said, you want to go to Mexico? She was like, what? I said, do you want to go to Mexico or not? She was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> she and I have the same birthday. She's my birthday twin. So it was just so dope to be able to do that and say like, you know, let's go. We're going to work. We're, we're out there. So it's a workation. One, so I can write it off. Two, you know, just because, like, we have some big projects. But we're there to kind of, like, like, me and Sierra are already pretty cool. But I want to, like, solidify that relationship. Just chill. And then, you know, get some things done. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I was just looking. I we actually I love the Groupon getaway. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing I ever use Groupon for anymore. But, um, me too. If you're out there and you're nervous about using Groupon, I had a great experience. I had a – we did a 13-day trip to Turkey through Groupon I think it was like it was air it was same not all inclusive but it was because we did seven cities so we're always moving but it was um like all airfare included and food and lodging and stuff for 1500 per person that's awesome which was really that was like what you would spend on one you know one flight flight. exactly and it's because they usually work through like um I don't know if your trip is like that I mean it's all inclusive but these multiple day multiple you know trips with multiple cities they usually work with like a travel agency and that's how they're able to get those those good rates. I think uh, mine is through like Groupon is through Vacation Express. I feel like it's like the stuff they're trying to get rid of. Yeah, that's I true. Guess. It's the and off, it's, and it's not even quite the off season. So that's awesome. Yeah, I was thinking. You know what I think though? It's because it's the week or weekend before Memorial Day. So yeah. it is a little bit like, cause you know, the, everybody's going to be traveling that, that the weekend that, when I get back, that's when everyone's leaving. So I'm assuming that's probably why too. But, but yeah, people ask me all the time, how are like the Groupon hotels? And I'm like, well, Groupon doesn't own them. One, two, that what I do is like, for example, there was actually a cheaper trip I could have gotten for about three fifty round trip flight hotel everything. But what I do is I copy and paste the hotel that Groupon is saying that you get, and I put it into TripAdvisor, and then I look there, like because TripAdvisor will tell you don't go there. And so the the really cheap one, terrible reviews, and the one we're going to, they had really 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 great reviews. So it was more expensive, but it was worth it. And yeah, no, I think that's smart. TripAdvisor is my go to. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing about Groupon is you have to really read the fine print and yes. you sometimes have to live near major airports. Yes. I feel like it's a, it's a, it's convenient living in New Jersey or New York because you there's like three different airports, but if exactly. you're in, like they usually have them for, I feel like floor, the East coast cities and the West coast cities. I don't know about. Mid, um, yeah. Midwest. Midwest. I don't see too many, but sometimes Chicago-ish, sometimes those type of places, but you're right. It is very convenient if you live this way. But read that fine print. Yes. Or call. Honestly, what I do is I always call and I ask a bajillion questions and write them down. I'm like, well, what about this? What about that? What about? <gasps> so there's, there's always a number there. Call and ask before you book. But yeah. 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 Seven see, nights some... in Iceland. 
Four hundred. You're gonna get me in trouble. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're in there now. Yes, I'm telling you, Groupon. And for some reason, right now, Groupon. There were so many good deals, Mandy. You have no idea. I had to really be like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. There were so many. Italy. Yes, for under honestly, so many good deals for under six hundred dollars, like for flight and hotel and everything. So yeah, there's no. I can go to Wildwood, New Jersey. (laughs) I know. I'm like really. Or you could not. <laughs> There's a few different Mexico trips. Okay. Yeah, there were. Thailand. Okay, I got to get out of here. <laughs> I really, I am trying to plan a little trip, though. I'm going to London in um, in September, but I wouldn't mind a little something more tropical before then. Yeah, look on Groupon. I'm telling you, you can find something uber cheap. I was a good girl. I saved all my tax refunds. You did. Um, I kind of feel, well, yeah, I mean, I told you I had like double the tax refund because I screwed up last year's tax uh-huh. return. And I, oh, I, by the way, update, I finally got my check for last, for my amended tax return. Okay. Um, Cause you have to mail it in snail mail when you amend it. Okay. And like, basically my tax guy just handed me a, a, the letter and he's like, okay, so take this to the post office. I don't do that anymore for clients. I was okay. like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair, he only charged me $75. So, yeah, that's um, but he got me 1500. So best wow. investment ever. Yes. What? Oh, you can't even get that in Vegas. <laughs> I know. But um, I mean, it was my money. But I know. <laughs> uh, so I, yeah, you mail it in. And then of course it took, I think I mailed it in mid-March and I just got my check from the federal um treasury like could they have made this letter look more like a check i don't think so not if they had written like this is a check on the front because they send it in this envelope that has a clear sell like a clear um, window thingy and you can see like department of treasury uh, you know um internal revenue service like right on the check Mm. but uh luckily no one took it yeah well they can't really do anything with it can they um, I don't know. I mean, if you haven't, actually, they can. You know what? I've actually deposited. You know how you can deposit checks on your phone? Okay, yes. I've thought about doing a story on this because I have successfully deposited a check on my phone without endorsing it like you're supposed to. And oh, I never was, endorse it. You're supposed to endorse it? Yeah, you're supposed to endorse it. And they never call me to check or anything like that. And one time, here's why it was messed up. I forget who's, I think it was my fiance's check. I was putting in our joint like savings account. I forget why. It wasn't like I was doing something illegal, but it was someone else's check. It had someone else's name on it, but I was putting it in my account for a very good reason. I cannot remember right now. Um, but I did it. And, you know, without endorsing it was someone else's name and it just went in there. Wow. Yeah. I didn't so I realize. someone can try and do that. Right. Somebody's like, thanks, Mandy. And I'll, <laughs> I'll file that away for, you know, gotcha. My gotcha files. <laughs> well, it's scammer files. It sure is IRS scam season. Um, you know, my, my coworker was just, t- she was uh, chatting me earlier and she was saying that someone called her on her phone. Like, I don't know if she has a landline or a cell phone or what, but, um, and she's maybe in her mid thirties. She said that he called and he was like, hi, we're the IRS. And he was asking all these, per- you know, for all his personal information mm-hmm. and telling her that she owed some money in taxes and they needed to do it. They're going to, you know, find her and stuff. And she knew that it wasn't she knew it was a scam, but mm-hmm. he sounded so authoritative. And she's like, I'm sorry. I know this is a scam. I've already filed my tax return. I'm all, you know, I have my refund. And he's like, well, if it's a scam, then why don't you just hang up? And, wow. Uh, and that's scary because I feel like a lot of older people especially yes. would, you know, they would answer. I mean, my grandma, you know, if she were still alive, she might have answered that call and, you know, been so afraid that she would have just paid for it. That's so terrible for people who like prey on people like that. It's and it's so rampant. It sounds like all you see all these stories like um senior scams and sometimes mm-hmm. they call them silver scams and every time I'm like, "Ugh, I'm like oh, okay. This happens all the time and you know it's an issue, but you forget it really happens. Like people yeah. make millions of dollars off of these poor older people. So it's, you got to check in on your pop pop and mama. Yeah, like check in on them, check their mail for them, especially around tax time. Yeah. That's my PSA for the day. <laughs> so this is a random sidebar. So have you heard of Azealia Banks? <laughs> Man, that's going to be my brown break. Are we going to go into it right uh, now? Okay, no, no. We don't. I mean, we can like, if there's something else you want to talk about, we could certainly no. say. Let's her. just do it. No, it's good. Okay. I was looking forward to it. I don't really pay her a lot of attention, but this most recent situation um, just, uh, yeah, it got to me. Okay. So you want to go right into brown break, brown bruce? No, we can just talk about her. Okay, so yeah. I mean, I've heard of her before just because like one of my favorite podcasts outside of ours, The Read, 
like they always go back and forth. Kid Fury is like, you know, that's his friend, and then Crystal. The oh, other- is she? Is she? Well, she said all these homophobic things, though. Yeah, I'm thinking that he's gonna take a step back because he to- was. They were cool for a while, and then but Crystal like hates her from like the rip. So I just that's where I first heard of her. I never like, as you know, she doesn't. I mean, as far as I know, she doesn't really have any music kind of out right now. And she is just a terrible mess. But it always comes up on the read just because Crystal is always dragging her. Like, once again, Fury, your quote-unquote friend, is being an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) She's like the Raven Simone of music, I feel like. Oh, my God. I I almost can say that she might be worse than Raven because she is a troll and a half. I'm like, oh, my gosh. This woman is, like, terrible. She's always – it seems like she's always fighting with someone. In the beginning – I was like, oh, okay, you know, this person said this to her, so she said this back. But just recently, she was trolling a 14-year-old, a young girl who's still in eighth grade, who just turned 14. She's one of the, um, I know you've seen those um, memes, the mm-hmm. girl, like the the cute little brown girl with like sitting there in the blue dress and she's sitting on a couch and it's like. Yeah, her name is Jessica Skye. Yeah, so I only, it's so crazy because I'm like, wait, because um, Supergirl, uh, Superman's um, daughter, actually watches like the show that she's on. So when I saw those memes, I'm like, hey, I know that little girl. That's the girl from the Disney Channel show we always have to watch when she's here. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> and it was just weird to see her as a meme. But anyways, like uh, Azealia Banks decided, I guess, to say some really negative things to this young girl. And I just thought like, what are you doing with your life? Well, what had happened was what I I might have even said her name wrong. I'm gonna look it up right quick. Um, but what happened was so Azalea was as she does, throwing shade at some random person who never even put her name in their mouth on Twitter. So it was Zane, you know Zane from One Direction. He's like his own artist now. Mm-hmm. Um, so he had um apparently done a music video that she thought copied one of her music videos he like had some it was like black and white and they had colored contacts and like a nose ring or I don't know exactly so she was like um clapping back at him on Twitter about this video and then started saying all this like calling him a faggot oh my god sorry I said that out loud my you know I don't want to offend anybody but just throwing all these homophobic slurs and saying really awful things and going on this homophobic rant um which is random because I don't even think he's gay but whatever so then this young girl, um, whose name I'm going to find out, Sky Jackson. I totally had that backwards. I was thinking that. I was like, I think it started with Sky. I knew it was Sky something. <laughs> I was like, Jennifer Sky. Yeah, definitely. I'm right on that. <laughs> Sky Jackson. So Sky Jackson's on Twitter and she tweets at her and says she needs, she, or she tweets at Azalea saying she needs to simmer down a little bit. And that's when Azalea turns her her sights on little baby girl sky and calls her like a she's like i don't know who you are you're just a meme and then sky claps back and she says a meme with 2.3 million instagram followers and then right. says she's like more relevant than her yeah. <laughs> and the world sh- and the world cheered i know because she's just like you know when you see a bully finally get beat up by, a, by little goliath or no she's <laughs> not really a goliath She's, you know, I don't consider Azalea Goliath, but, you know. No, not at all. But it's just, I don't know, like, what, you know, happy people don't behave like that. I always think that, like, you know, if everything is great and you're happy, you don't, you don't behave like that. So, obviously, there's something else going on. And I heard, I think I was listening to the radio, that Twitter actually uh, suspended her. And suspended her account. Oh, she they should, because the things she was saying were awful. Yeah. She's just... I don't know, and it's such a shame because she, she, from what I, from what I understand from listening, like I said, to Kid Fury, she had like such potential, and she was, she just seemed like, ooh, here's this new brown sassy girl that we can all be like, ooh, like you know, almost like a Rihanna Junior, and then she took a terrible turn toward bitterness, and it has, like, sh- like just Meek Mill doesn't have anything on this girl. She's, just, <laughs> <laughs> she's destroyed her career. Well, I'm gonna still work out to two one two because that's my favorite running song. Oh, is that a song of hers? You don't want to, um, to, I have no idea. song? No. What you gonna do when I'm a... I don't know the words, actually. Who knows what she's saying? It's a great song. Um. Anyway, what's happening? What's happening in... Oh, what... Oh, so that can... Can that count as my brown boot, my brown break still for later? Yes, you can definitely take a brown break from her. Okay, good. So I saw that, speaking like the antithesis of a... Um, pop star who's doing horrible things. Um, 
Rihanna is doing great things. Do you see she launched her own scholarship program? I saw. Uh, so apparently it's for Caribbean students, students in the Caribbean to come study in America, in America. <laughs> That's awesome. So go ahead, Riri. I think it's great. I, th- I thought it was really good of her to show up at Black Girls Rock because, you know, she didn't have to. Yeah. Um, but I feel like she's making an effort to do some good. And it was so cute because I was at Black Girls Rock and I was like, you know, a good 5,000 feet away from her. So I could see really clearly. Um, but <laughs> all the young girls were coming up to her. She was just giving everybody such hugs and like so much time. And it was just so sweet, honestly. You've got to be nice to young girls. They're so cute. I know. know. And so innocent. Yeah, I mean, some of them. Some of them. <laughs> Up until about, you know, I don't know what age the trouble. For me, the trouble age was like 15 and a half. Oh, gosh. I'm not looking forward to Supergirl getting to be a teenager because every once in a while, she'll show us a glimpse of what's to come. And I'm terrified because she's <laughs> she's nine. So for the most part, she's like, I'm a little girl and so happy. And then every once in a while, she's like, psych, I'm a teenager. I'm like, oh. <laughs> Yeah. Me and Superman are like, oh my God. Oh my my God. hormones are raging. <laughs> or she'll say something crazy and we're like, what is happening? And she'll just, and then like the next second she goes back, hi, daddy. And I'm like, oh my God. Like, you know, it's going to be insane. Thank God that her mom is awesome. So we'll be splitting that responsibility. Like, your turn. <laughs> oh gosh. And plus, it's hard for me because, you know, I'm going to be like, hopefully, the stepmom. So it's not like I, I don't. I don't discipline her because she's got two amazing parents. And so if she does something that's like, and which is rare, that's like not really in alignment with what she ought to do. It's more so of like a correction, like, oh, you know, hey, Supergirl, you know, like you're supposed to do your homework first. Don't forget, if you need help, I'm here. So I don't really, you know, I don't, because one, I don't believe in yelling anyway, but I also am like careful about disciplining, like even if it's just verbally, just because I feel like, what Superman and I call her Supermom, they have a, what, however they want to parent, that's up to them. It's not for me to, to necessarily parent their child unless they ask me to. I don't know. I always feel like, you know, I don't want to overstep because like I said, she's got two really great parents. Like Supermom is like amazing. And so I'm like, you don't really need me to be, you know, I don't know. Like, yeah. to, you know, so. I mean, speaking as a kid who had a couple step, you know, parent <laughs> <laughs> really okay that's not really fair to my mom I only had one stepdad really but um you know my mom was single for a long time and it had but you know men were around some some for longer than others and then especially my stepdad for so long and he um I think did a good job of like kind of knowing his place but Mm -hmm. it's always awkward and I think it's different for men versus women I think it's almost easier for dudes to kind of well, that's not true. My stepdad was a little bit harder on my brothers than okay. on the girls. Um, but I feel like for you, you're kind of in a cool spot, though, because you could be more of a friendly figure and like a confidant. Yeah. I mean, and like, I am. Like a, like, like a spy for her yeah. mom and dad. <laughs> and it's funny because she'll be like, I didn't tell them this, but I kind of have a boyfriend. I'm like, what? You're oh, not. That's good. That's a good sign. I know. And I'm like, you don't have a boyfriend. I was like, what makes him your boyfriend? Well, at school, I see him and we smile. And <laughs> I mean, I'm like, well, that's just a friend. She's like, she's just looking at me like, Tiffany has no idea. <laughs> this is why I blame Cinderella for this. You think yes. one dance and you're like going to get married. I know. Have you ever watched Disney movies as an adult, like Cinderella? It's yeah. just infuriating. It is. How I'm do like, you know you love him? One dance? <laughs> exactly. How do you know you love him? Why you just met? You didn't even speak. He chased you out. He followed you and stalked you to where you live. And that's that's romantic. Although when I'm watching it, I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I have to really turn off part of my brain. Because I was like, I, you know, I went into a rage after watching it once. My mom is like, Mandy, you turned out fine. And you watched that and you loved it. You were like Cinderella for Christmas or for Halloween every year. And I was like, okay, fine. (laughs) Sometimes we have to have a little like suspension of reality. Sometimes. So you want to do some brown breaking and brown brown boosting? Um, Well, first I wanted to talk about one more other thing because I thought it was so cool. Okay. Did you know, did you know there's black cowboys? Yes. Well, I've seen this video about black cowboys in Philadelphia. They're in, well, they're everywhere. I, but so I saw this like Fusion did a little um, quick video on the NYC Federation of Black Cowboys, okay. which is based on Long Island. And it's exactly what it sounds like. It's just like 
Well, they say it's more of a diverse group of cowboys, farmers, really. And they bring inner city kids out there and, like, teach them how to take care of horses and, like, you know, get them out of trouble and stuff. And I was like, what? And then I – but then one of the stats they said was crazy. I mean, I guess it's not so crazy when you think about it, but one-third of the people who – who, is colonized the right word? Who civilized or settled the West um, in the 1900s, 1800s were black. And because you needed a lot of people and not even just in the 1800s and 1900s, but, um, you know, obviously when slaves came from Africa, a lot of them had experience like working farms and agriculture and stuff. And so those skills were really important. So they actually played a big role in the whole idea of like the Western, the cowboy culture. And then I just started nerding out and reading all this stuff. So I thought that was I thought that was cool. That is very cool because, you know, people, they act as if I remember I was listening to some podcasts and. Uh, the the woman on it, she was from Oklahoma, and um, she's black. And she was saying how much she loved that Beyonce did a country song. You mean and the read, Crystal? Yeah, I know. I was like, I didn't want to like. I'm like, <laughs> why are you making it like? <laughs> you know, I listen to that I podcast know, too. I'm like, I mean, that's like the only podcast. So I've it's been this podcast with this guy and this girl, and one. <laughs> Anyway, right, so Crystal's from Oklahoma, and she was like, I love the Beyonce country song, and she's just like, you know, I'm from Oklahoma. I grew up on country music. I love country music. Yes, Black people like country music. It's it's more cultural than racial or whatever, you know? Yes. That, like, if you grow up in the South, you're exposed to country music, so it's not a huge surprise that Beyonce from Texas, you know, would do a country song. She grew up with country music. So, yeah, so I can totally dig it, and I love it. Love. Yeah, my dad's family. I mean, they're like, I I need to one day go back and trace my lineage from my dad's side. All I know is they go way, way back into like deep country Georgia. Like okay. not from my dad grew up in Atlanta. And I think, you know, I think people get caught up in like the urban image of a black American. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, my dad's family, I remember being little and going to visit a great, great uncle who's passed away, but he had like an outhouse and he lived on this big farm. Um, mm-hmm. like in a really, uh, uh, like a tiny little farm town. Um, and I, yeah, you don't see that, but the, I mean, black people can wear cowboy boots and overalls and like reclaim part of that history all they want. Exactly. Ooh, Yeehaw. <laughs> all right. Okay. Now we can do, well, I guess you can do brown break, brown boost. So I'm going to take a boost, honey. This is for all the brown ladies out there who like brown dudes. Have you seen the hashtag big guy Twitter? Yes, I have. <laughs> Go ahead and I'll tell you how I feel about it. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I'm sure there's some other like political whatever implications, but I'm just here for the pictures. I love, you know, Superman. So this is no disrespect to Superman. But so the hashtag big guy Twitter, I think it was started. I don't know if it was started by like a one of these like weightlifter guys or whatever. But anyway, it's like, it started like to really celebrate guys that are, it's just for black guys, but I think it started off that way. Um, Guys that are over six feet. And like, I didn't even know anything about it until this morning. I rolled over, opened my phone and it like popped up. Like one of my friends, uh, she Facebooked about it. Like she said, for whoever shared big guy Twitter on my feet, thank you. And I was like, wait a minute now. So I was like, while I'm still laying in bed, meanwhile, I was like, hashtag big guy Twitter. Let me see what this be about. <laughs> and I got my life for a good 10, 15 minutes. So <laughs> I want to I'm, I'm boost- looking at some of the, the responses now. <laughs> yes, I'm just boosting that up because it's just nice to see a hashtag that I can just go to to get my fill of beautiful brown men. And yeah, I'm here for it. I was like, I mean, I don't know how really it started, but I know how it's ending. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How's that? <laughs> it's ending with me drooling over big guy Twitter. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure Superman is like, really? Because honestly, he's a big guy. He's 6'6". And he's, um, but he's not like big at all. He's like actually really skinny. I'm always disgusted at how close in weight we are, which is like crazy. Girl, tell me about it. Wait, <laughs> since he's 6'6", and I'm 5'8". Um, but yeah, it's just, I love a tall j- glass of water and whew. I thought, see, when I thought, when I heard big guy Twitter, my first thought was like, oh, it's like, you know, big guy, like fat guys, overweight guys celebrating their overweightedness. Oh, uh, me um, too. I thought at first too. Or well, then I thought something else, but it was really fresh. And I was like, wait, let me go see. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
<laughs> I was like, wait a minute. We got better. I know. Um, but now I see. But my initial thought was like, I just, you know what? It's not fair. I feel like guys get away with so much stuff, you know, like being overweight. I read something about how chest hair is now back in, like chest hair is the new man bun. Like oh. it's really in, which, you know, used to be considered a flaw. And like guys just get away with so much stuff, you know, dad bod's a positive thing. Like guys yeah. with flab. And I'm like, girls, there's none of that. I know. What? Like, look at um DJ Khaled with his iconic belly. Hashtag. I know. What? Can you imagine a woman with an iconic belly? She's just considered fat. No. I mean, I <laughs> guess maybe like a famous woman who's pregnant, then her belly is famous. Yeah, but, but not- Yeah, it's just not fair. I just, uh, so, you know, maybe I'm just taking it a little too seriously, but I do feel like men are, I think everyone can kind of agree, like fat guys get to be cool, funny, lovable fat girls or like, ew, lazy disgusting mm-hmm. so i think i feel like big girl twitter would be a lot different yeah i think that that well you know what though there's been a movement to have like more inclusive big girl like for example have you heard of gabby fresh of course yeah i love her right so i'm so mad because i was trying to buy a bathing suit and i'm like are you kidding me they're like all sold out her bathing suits are everything i'm like wait if you have like a regular woman's body it's like they're so flattering and I can't find one anywhere but um yeah so I feel like there's this movement of just like embracing your body no matter what the size although I always feel like whenever they show big girls that are beautiful you notice they never have a stomach I'm like how houseway I mean, there's always been a movement for like, you know, and I think magazines are now running. I saw a Christian Siriano who is like a Project Runway designer who's actually made it. I feel like he's a big star now. He's very famous. He had a new line with Lane Bryant um, of like plus size clothing. And he had Danielle. Oh, Danielle, what's her face from Orange is the New Black? She's also uh, in the color purple right now. What's her last name? Danielle, uh, I forget. I love her. I, I think it's like Danielle B or something. Uh-huh. But she was like in his runway show with Ashley What's-Her-Face. I'm so good with names. So it was Danielle B something and Ashley What's-Her-Face, that plus-size model who was like the first one ever to be on Sports Illustrated. Okay. She was in his fashion show. I think Gabby Fresh was even in his fashion show. Um, and uh, I think that's a positive image. I wish they would create more big girl bridal boutiques. Not even big girl, just like, can I, you know what, I, and I was just, I don't know if I've complained about this before, but trying on bridal gowns for me, if I didn't have a really strong self of, sense of self, would be really demoralizing. Because you walk in, and I've twice gone into two different boutiques with women, and I'm like, okay, I like this kind of dress. You know, I don't want a big ball gown just because I have hips. I want something that fits me, you know? And I've said that, and they brought dresses in, and none of them fit me because they're all sample sizes or like fours and eights um and I'm like a size 12 in real girl sizes and they just don't have sample sizes in my size and twice the people have been like well this is what we have so sorry Mm. (laughs) you know and I'm like what do you do if you're normal I mean I guess I could like buy a dress that I haven't tried on but that's stupid um so I'm having I'm fine I'm like finding myself really seeking out plus size or normal size like bridal boutiques that specialize in girls with curves um there's one in atlanta i'm going to i'm really excited about it's called ivory bridal okay um i'm gonna go and they actually had one of those plus size models like on their website which is what i liked about them i'm gonna go and try dresses on but it sucks yeah it's just crazy that yeah that there's money what if they don't address the fact that people are different sizes yeah like how do you continue how do you make i mean i guess there's enough regular sized girls in the world i just don't know how that's a good business to not have sample sizes that are bigger yeah and not just that but i'm like what is a regular sized girl like there are people who are super tall super slim super short super like curvy super you know what i mean so it's yeah. just yeah it's it is frustrating because even like i don't know i consider myself i guess regular size like i'm not big i'm not really skinny but i feel like nothing fits because of this bootay i'm like really <laughs> it's like every if you got a butt oh my gosh you're like yay the jeans got over my thighs and then as soon as it hits your waist they're like psych it's just 
floating and open. It's just always something. Or like, even now, because if I do a speaking, I'm always so self-conscious because I don't want to look like I'm wearing a club dress. But then it's like, I have to wear something too big then to not look fresh on stage and my booty everywhere. I mean, I wear spanks, I wear a corset, I wear all the stuff to kind of hold in my shape. So I'm not like looking like va va voom, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's just a shame because I feel like you know, I remember like my boyfriend being like, why are you putting all this stuff on? You're not big. I'm like, no, I just don't want to be offensive as if by like my natural sexuality, you know, but not even on purpose, just the shape of my body is offensive. Right. Yeah. Well, it's not up to us to change the fashion. And well, I guess we can vote with our wallets. Yep, this sure is what can. I plan on doing by giving my business to designers who actually, you know, understand the uniqueness of different bodies. Yeah. I forget how this all started. What was your brown break? Oh, my brown break was... No, no, it was brown boost. It was big guy Twitter. Hashtag. (laughs) Hashtag you're welcome, ladies. (laughs) (laughs) So you said your brown break was... I know it's Miss Banks. Oh, yeah, that's it. Miss Banks. Um, I'm just tired of Twitter trolls, and uh, we covered that. It's what I'm, I don't, we don't have to re, we don't have to revisit. I'm really going to take a brown break from her. I'm going to give her the Voldemort treatment, um, she who must not be named. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Let's move on to some tips. Tips, man. All um, right got a question this week okay first i want to say thank you guys who kind of like gave me some like facial um suggestions i'm gonna be reaching out to some of you who are like girl call me or hit me up and i'm like heck yeah need to get this face right honey (laughs) (laughs) how's that proactive working out for you it's only been day three i'm not gonna lie there's a little extra tingle than i prefer (laughs) because i'm not used i'm just used to using dove so i told myself i was gonna give it like a week week and a half and see um but i i took your advice though mandy and i bought some um i actually bought some burt's b sensitive wipes so when i work out at the gym to wipe off right away like my face and my chest and my back oh yeah i like those yeah so because i was like you know i know that's what it is it's just all the sweating and by the time i get home it's all baked in Mm, that's a good analogy. <laughs> Delicious. Uh, so what's um what's the question someone has today? We have a question from Anonymous, more just A. Okay. She says, okay, so um I can relate. She says, I recently got engaged and I'm trying to save for a wedding in October 2017. Okay. And a down payment on a house in October 2016. I'm trying to cut my spending and want to try one of those no-buy challenges. Have either of you done them? If so, any advice? If not, how do you resist the urge to spend money on things that you don't need? I'm not really an extravagant spender, but I like to eat out and browse for deals at TJ Maxx. Girl, you are everybody. Yes. You are all of us. <laughs> I was just in TJ Maxx earlier, so I'm like, mm. <laughs> Um. Well, first, like, let's talk about the no-buy thing, the no-buy challenge. Those okay. have become... It's always funny to me because, for example, I just saw that Charles uh, Charles Schwab is a big, just huge retirement investment firm, and um, they're the you know basically Charles Schwab's real life daughter is a, is an executive there, and she's hosting like a no buy challenge for Charles Schwab. Part of me is like, girl, you're probably a billionaire. Why are you right? the face of this challenge? <laughs> It's a little Girl, offensive. It is. I'm like, she's like, no buy while I'm in my jet. I didn't buy it though. I got some dead. <laughs> How do you feel about them? I mean, I I think it's a good thing. I think there's a woman named the Frugalista. I want to say her name is Natalie. Oh yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Remember? So I'm mm-hmm. almost positive she does a no buy challenge once a year if you could just google frugal lista um and i think i like the challenges you know i have like a challenge and so what i like about it is that one um it's something like it's like a game you know it's like the gamification of like saving or whatever you're trying to do so it gives you clear parameters of like what winning looks like what not winning looks like and really to me what works best if you're going to do one of those challenges is to get yourself an accountability partner like your sister your boo your coworker somebody that you can do it with so that way every day you're like girl did you buy anything i didn't i did okay so i say there's nothing wrong with a, doing a, a a financial challenge um do it with someone and don't beat yourself up if you don't stick to it perfectly so just make it fun i'm going to use a lot of i feel like 
this is one of those cases where you have to use a diet analogy because like 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 people have shown tons of research has shown that um, a restrictive diet where you completely cut out one food group like you cut carbs or you cut out all sugar it doesn't really work in the long term because then you're restricting yourself so much that when finally you like say the no buy challenge ends or the diet ends after two months or one month or whatever and then you're like oh my god I can go to the store again or oh my god I can have donuts again then you have the entire box or then you buy like a ton of stuff um, I think like a no buy challenge can be fun but I almost feel like if you're really trying to cut your spending for the long term for like the wedding, which is over a year away and the down payment, like maybe doing something more that would help you develop the right kind of budget or the right kind of saving strategy would be a little bit more helpful than, you know, simply because stopping buying clothes, maybe you'll have more money at the end of the month. But um, I don't know. Are you going to do that for the next year and a half until your wedding? Exactly. That seems unrealistic, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's usually the challenges are like a few weeks or like a month, so it's not um, forever and ever and ever. Um, but to me, especially if it's a long term thing like that, you might want to look into something that you know that addresses the long term. Because if you're saving for to me, the best type of saving is when you are trying to save for a specific thing, and then because what you can do is say, okay, my wedding is going to cost me twenty thousand dollars, and my wedding is approximately you know. 10 months away. So 20,000 divided by 10 months is this is how much I need to save a month. And so you can, you know, you can be very strategic about putting aside that kind of money. And so that's why, you know, having clear savings goals, how much you need to save and when you need to have it by, and then stocking that money to the side. So that way it's, it's less about what you're not going to buy and more about like, kind of like what's left over. So if you save, what you're supposed to save that month and you have 10 bucks left over for Panera, well, then get Panera. You've, you've hit your savings goal, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's like, you know, treat yourself every once in a while. It's a little something. Maybe don't eat out four days of the week and then yeah. on one day have a nice dinner because you don't want to be miserable. You work hard for your money. Exactly. And plus, you don't want to be miserable before you, you know, while you're planning your wedding. It's already miserable enough. <laughs> Girl, <laughs> I'm not doing it. I already told you, man, I'm not doing it. <laughs> Um, We're going to Justice of the Peace and a nice dinner. That sounds nice. Um, no, I'm really happy with, you know, I haven't, I think it really depends on your family. My mom has been so far, knock on wood, really nice and really good. Okay. Um, I'm not, of course, living with my mother and future mother-in-law yet, which I will be at the end of May. So that might complicate things, having her so close and able to weigh in. But so far, so good. Like the place I picked, I would say if you're going to, you know, plan a wedding, I spent the money to get a venue that does everything. Like they just do all the catering. They have the mm -hmm. wedding. The, I have a wedding planner included Ooh. and a day of coordinator. So I have someone pulling the strings for me and, and referring me. So there's a lot less for me to do. That's than, awesome. Like, I, I don't know what I would do if I was going to have to like pick all my vendors and stuff. That's just too much. Too, no, too that's much. actually really smart. Well, thanks. You know, you is smart, Mandy. I saw that <laughs> thing you posted. Um, yeah. What was it that what I wish I would have learned in college? Oh, yeah. So it was, um, yeah, five things I wish I knew before I got my first job. No, that was really good. I was like, yeah. look at Mandy. The, the <laughs> most popular one was your boss is not your friend. Oh, Don't Lord do it. Freak. Don't, Don't be loyal. <laughs> They're not loyal to you. What? Somebody had to tell me that. I was like, it was a brand that I didn't want to work with a competitor. And someone was like, did they call you when they got the other girl? I was like, you know <laughs> I was like, no. They're like, oh, I'm just asking, you know, because you over here trying to be loyal. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you have to have friends. You have to have your shady friends that get you together like that. You're like, okay, you're right. You know what? You're right. <laughs> uh, sorry for that tangent, Anonymous, but hope that helps. I think the no buy challenge, like short term, could be cool. But for, <laughs> I mean, for me, and it's just like what Tiffany said, for my wedding, I, you know, I've been saving for that for a while, but I actually had a, I had a savings account through Capital One and then I transferred it to Capital One 360. And then I actually eventually transferred it to Ally because you have a little bit of a higher interest rate. Mm -hmm. um, what, what, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I love Ally. That's like my favorite online bank. Like I use, yeah. you know, I've used a lot. I, Capital One 360 is cool. There's like GE Capital. There's a bunch of them, but Ally hands down is my favorite online bank for saving. Anyway. I, I still keep Capital One, but I Ally I treat like a like a that's my lock and key bank account. Yep. I don't mm -hmm. have a, I don't have a debit card attached to it, so I can't go to the ATM and take money out, which is what I was able to do with my Capital One because I had a card. So for me, it's like that's the money I definitely don't touch. But I I named it wedding, and you can have you know what you can open several accounts and name them different stuff, and they don't charge yeah. you for that. 
So just an idea, but I feel you. I feel you. Well, good luck with everything. Yes, good luck. And congratulations. Yes, ma'am. Um, so if you have any more questions, you guys, you can email us at brownambitionpodcast at gmail.com. Happy to take your questions. Mm-hmm. And, well, we're not at the end yet. Don't we have to do some wins? I know, but I feel like we always wait till the end. And I we do. To, you know what I mean? We should, <laughs> yeah, like, do right. it during the you tip should. section. And we always say that. We're like, oh, yeah. And then if you could always tweet us at the BA Podcast on Twitter. And we are Brown Ambition on Facebook. I love when you guys tweet us, though, honestly. Like, so if you tweet us, definitely at the BA Podcast. But if you have something specifically for Mandy, tweet her, too. Like, include her in the tweet at Mandy. Mandy, your full name, right? Mandy Woodruff. Mm -hmm. Mandy with an I. Don't be twisted. Don't get it twisted. And then me, the budgetista. Because if you... um. Have like, you know, like if I ask for suggestions for different things, I'd love to to read them. Because I'm always like pleasantly surprised when someone's like, hey, I just heard you. And, you know, I just wanted to share. Someone tweeted me the other day. I love your laugh on the podcast. I'm like, really? <laughs> just thinking about that makes me laugh. That's like I when don't... somebody, you just did that. Like when somebody's like, I like your dress. You're like, really? And you twirl. Yeah. <laughs> because I was thinking to myself, I laugh on the podcast. And then I'm like, Tiffany, probably every other word. <laughs> Well, that's it's you know what you should because I use sometimes a lot of times I use your laugh as the break between each segment. I mean, that's because a natural place to end is on a laugh. So, like, okay. when you laugh, I'm like, okay, we'll end the segment here. So, every segment ends in your laugh. <laughs> I like and that. that's probably why people are recognizing it. <laughs> that's awesome. That's I love awesome. when someone like knows us from the podcast and like not outside life because that just is really dope. I'm like, really. Like, I met a girl who was like, oh, my God, I love your podcast. And I was just like, but she didn't know me, like, necessarily as the budgetista, just like the podcast. My cousin uh, texted me the other day. She was like, uh, why did I just stumble on your podcast? And I freaking love it. I've been binging. And I was like, oh, really? So I love, you know, I just love the love. So we love to hear it. So share with us. Love the love. <laughs> okay. All right. Take us out. Where's the laugh at? No, I can't do it on demand. <laughs> There you have it. Got it. <laughs> so wins. What you winning on? I have to give a big shout out to one of my really good friends named Julie Leon. Um, she just published her very first book. Oh, congrats, Julie. It is not. It's a it's a fantasy fiction book. And I know it's, you know, if you guys have kids, if you are a child at heart and you like reading that kind of stuff, her book is called Mice of the Round Table. And it's super adorable. It's coming out. You can pre-order it on Amazon right now, but you can also buy it in stores in October. But I'm just really proud of her. You know, I've been her friend since college, and you never really know where your friends are going to end up. And you know, we had all we we get together a few times a year, and we have a book club. And then you hear she's like, I might have an opportunity to write a book. I, you know, I'm trying out for it. I'm working on the proposal, and then you you see them go through every single stage over you know two years, and it's just really cool to finally see her have it all like come together and she has a publisher and she's at a book signing Aww, right now. It's, that's awesome. It's really cute. That's awesome. It's just dope to see like when your friends are doing dope things, you know? And so I think that's what I'm going to make my win that I was talking to one of my friends today before we were taping and he owns a laundromat. So when he bought it, so when I met him, he was just like working at an airline as like a gate a gate agent. And then he was like, I think I want to buy a laundromat. I was like, oh, cool. You, you know, you grew up in laundromats? No. You know somebody with a laundromat? No. <laughs> I was like, um, okay. <laughs> and that was three years ago. And now his laundromat is doing so well. He's actually buying his second one next month. And he was just telling me, you know, like I, he doesn't even have to work in the laundromat anymore. And he's just doing really well. And like my publicist, who's also my best friend, she's doing so well. She's got this huge contract with a, a government agency and she's kicking behind. And my other friend who's also an assembly woman in the state of New Jersey. And she hit me up. It was like, I want to write a law to make it mandatory for kids to learn personal finance in school. And she's like, let's call it the budget needs to bill. Like, you know, and so someone told me the other day, they're like, you have really amazing friends. And so that's really my win. And then I thought about it. I'm like, well, none of my friends who are amazing, like you, Mandy, you know, like every, like I look, I think about Tanya of my fat finance and Marsha and all these people who are doing great. When I met them, you know, we were just regular. We weren't like slaying in these streets, you know, 
<laughs> you know? Wait, am I slaying now? You are <laughs> slaying. Hello, Yahoo Finance. What? You know? And so, but I didn't, you know, that's not why we became friends. It's just like, I like her. She seems nice. And when I look at the evolution of people who I, you know, that I'm connected to, I'm like, wow, they really are doing amazing things. But that's not why I chose them. It's just because we connected and they were nice and we were cool. And so my win is just, especially if you're, if you're young, like make it your business to connect with great people, you know, not for the, not for the favors. Exactly. At all. Just because they're great people. And you'll see that great people end up doing great things. And like, you know, like, and it's true. It's just weird because honestly, I don't, it's not even like I do business with most of my friends or anything. Well, that's not true. But you end up sometimes doing business with some of your friends. And that will lead me to like a, a book suggestion. If you've never word, read Delivering Happiness by Tony Hirsch, um, Delivering Happiness, Tony Hirsch. He's the guy who owns Zappos, the uh, the online uh, sneaker shoe line. He's a billionaire. Is that how you say his last name? Hirsch. I think so. H-E-R-C-H or something like that. It's not, it's, I think it's Shay. It's like spelled H-S-I-E-H or something weird. But yes, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, so his book, what I love about his book is that he really stresses that, that so many of his business partners were people that he was just cool with a year or two before, and they just became friends because they were friendly. And and as a result, it led to something amazing. So that's kind of my win. My win is just my amazing group of friends that are doing amazing things, but that's not why we chose each other. It just ended up being that way. That's nice. Yay, let's end on a high note. Yes. So go hug your friend and congratulate them. <laughs> yes. Acknowledge them for what they've done. Yes. You're all slaying in these streets, no matter what you're doing. If it's something that you've chosen, Ooh, you're sounds slaying. so violent. <laughs> no, Beyonce <laughs> says, I slay. I'm like, yes, I slay too, boo. <laughs> oh, I already have my outfit for her show in June, by the way. All picked out. Oh, all I hate picked you, out. It I has wonder, lemons how much on things? it. You know what? I'm disappointed because our tickets are crappy and they are cheap. And because they didn't, you had, we were lucky to even get tickets. Okay. Like we had the money. I'm ready to put down half a paycheck money on these tickets, but we could only get like the 120, I forget how much they were like 120 or $150, like nosebleed seats. And it's going to be in a stadium. So I kind of feel like eh, about it, but I'm going to go anyway. It's going to be fun. Yeah, the energy is going to be amazing. But it's so hard to get tickets. Uh, Next time I'm going to do this, like, don't, if you live in New York, you know it's hard to buy, to get tickets to any show. Adele, I couldn't get tickets. I was so mad. Um, I'm just going to buy them in like random cities and then go make a trip out of it. Cause, uh, yeah, no, that's a good idea. Pro tip. (laughs) Yeah, I have my outfit. It has lemons on it. That's all I'm going to say. Ooh, yes. You have to take pics and snap it up. Yes, ma'am. Well, um, buen viaje. (laughs) <laughs> yes mexico here i come have fun take pics i will <laughs> and we will see you guys next week Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.